1: Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.
2: Good afternoon and welcome in to the Gulf Coast Bank and Trust Tiger Tail and Show live from Drago's Seafood Restaurant in Baton Rouge. I-10 in college is where you can find us. He's Herb Tyler. I'm Christian Garrick. It is and Alabama in Death Valley tonight at 6 o'clock. Top 10 showdown between the 10th-ranked Bayou Bengals and the Alabama Crimson Tide coming in at number 6 in the country. And, Herb, nobody had this game, Pendleton, as a top 10 showdown back in September, in particular after that loss to Florida State. But here we are.
3: Hey, man, let's talk turkey on this one, right? <laughs> you know, you think about it, LSU a week ago, well, two weeks ago was, what, 17, 18? Uh-huh. And all of a sudden, the college football playoff comes out with their rankings and they're number 10. Man, come on, talk about excitement, right? So, and Alabama comes in, as what, seven, six?
2: Six.
4: And so, overall.
3: here we are, top 10 ranked teams, uh, about, to, about to go at it in, in Death Valley. And I think that um, the, 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 the stadium is going to be rocking. It's going to look beautiful, as always, even though they had a little rain this morning. But guess what? There's, it never rains That's right. in Tiger Stadium, baby.
2: Chance of rain? Never. Never. We're going to have some fun hanging out with you for the next two hours. Break it down, this matchup. Mike Detillee will join us at two thirty. Jimmy Smith, a publisher at TigerDetails. dot com, will join us at um, around three ten. Our Oakenheart Jewelers talking text lines are open at five zero four two six zero one eight seventy. Herb, this matchup I wrote about it online. This matchup comes down to Bryce Young, Jaden Daniels, whichever quarterback mm. makes the most plays. I think you're in for a higher mm. scoring game, a high scoring game here. Whoever makes the most plays, I think, wins this game.
3: Yeah, well, Bryce Young comes in as a, the, the, you know, the reigning Heisman Trophy candidate or winner. And um, it's going to be difficult for LSU to stop Bryce Young. He's a great football player, man. His IQ is beyond what you can conceive as, as, as a college quarterback. And then the other thing I think that Bryce Young does so well is his, his awareness in the pocket. And the way that he can stand there, he can find his guys down the field, and then he can move around. He's always looking; his eyes are always downfield, so he can get rid of the football. He doesn't have a lot of firepower like he used to right. on, on the on the offensive side, uh, as far as the, 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 receivers, the receivers are going. Skill, skill players is one thing, but the receivers is what I'm talking about. Okay. And so, with that being said, though, his elusiveness to get the, uh, within the pocket actually allows those guys to get open when they can. So, and that's something that LSU's defense got to really be. Cognizance of. Now, when you turn around and you say his backfield, I think you know, Jameer Gibbs is one of the best running backs in the country. Oh, I've watched that it. guy play last year, um, and I thought he was excellent because he played at Georgia Tech. So I watched a lot of those games, being that my daughter is at Georgia Tech. Mm-hmm. So to watch that guy play now with the team that he has, I mean, with that offensive line that he has in front of him, is really, really excellent. Um, you know, and so with Jaden Daniels, when he comes up, you know, you think about a kid that's just really grown up over the past four or five weeks and, and something clicked and something happened. And all of a sudden this guy's turning to Superman. And I'm like, man, is he like well, he's literally, you know, he should be in the Heisman running right now. Now, you know, you could, you take away a couple of three or four four games early in the season. And I think he would uh, be in that in the running. The biggest difference in this game to me, Christian, is going to be the offensive line play and defensive line play. LSU comes with, you know, two freshman bookends on the offensive line.
2: Who have gotten tremendously better.
3: Gotten better. But they, I don't think they've seen talent like they're, they're going to see Will against them with Will Anderson. That man is a beast. And I'm going to tell you, he is excellent. And I enjoy watching him play the game of football and then also listening to him after the game is over with. Very intelligent kid who's got a lot of athletic ability, and he's going to be a first-round pick coming up
2: here. Man, he's impressive, as you mentioned. And yes, sir. They, the way they line him up, too, they don't just line him up you know, over the edge. They, they move him all around. It's hard to get – uh, you know, a shot on them, a clean look with them, and they're going. LSU is going to have to give their tackles some help, whether it's a running back coming out of the backfield or a tight end or a receiver, just miss, just redirecting them a little bit before they get into their route. And I think that'll be a part of the game plan. They're not going to leave him one on one with it, with those either one of those two tackles. And yeah, you're right. I, will Anderson is <laughs> he, he's got everything on and off the field. Yeah, I mean, he, you know, he's got, not only will he, be, will he be in the NFL one day, he's going to be one of the top. Edge rushers in the NFL and a team captain. That's He's right. going to be one of those perennial Pro Bowl, maybe All Pro yep. uh, players, year out, year in, and year out in the NFL over the next decade. I mean, they have an NFL ready defensive end right now. Now, I've seen teams take the approach where they like to, they'll run at him, guys like mm-hmm. him. Yep. So I want to see what LSU does there. Do they run at him and make him play to run? And you can't get into a situation if you're LSU, the obvious passing downs, third and eight, third and nine. He, they don't have to respect the run at that point. So you you got to gotta be able to stay balanced, I think, offensively.
3: Absolutely. you got to stay ahead of the chains when it comes to offense for LSU. And then I agree with you. I think if you run at Will Anderson and I think you kind of double-team him and take him out of the game or you force his hands to make a decision, um, that's something that, that, that should play well into LSU's hands. Now, when you turn around and you try to run away from him, I think sometimes that may get you into – a whole nother deal because now you're going to be one-dimensional. You're going to either run right or you're going to only run left or whatever the situation may be. And uh, But ultimately, I, I think that two weeks, and you mentioned it earlier, two weeks for Brian Kelly to prepare, I think he's one of the greatest coaches out there. Coaches out there. And I know he, he, he took the time to te- to teach these guys how to have off weeks, right, and how to prepare, how to stay out of trouble, how to be ready for this particular game especially this particular game coming up? Because I know for a fact he doesn't want to fall on his face with Nick Saban across the the field from him.
2: Yeah, it's his first shot at Nick Saban as an LSU uh, football coach. Mm -hmm. He's played him at Notre Dame. Yep. They were undermanned in those matchups. Completely. I I am surprised, though, when I read this, Herb, that Alabama, we largely think of them as a disciplined football team, right? Don't beat yourself. Yep. They're 130, 131 FBS teams and penalties. Yeah. Yeah. That's uncharacteristic of a Nick Saban-led football team. And that loss to Tennessee, they had 17 flags thrown on them. Mm -hmm. Let Alabama help beat themselves. That's
3: right. That was one of the main reasons why they lost that game. Now, obviously, you got Hendon Hooker on the other side who's playing phenomenal football. But, you know, Alabama this year, you're right. They have not been a very disciplined team when it comes to penalties. But, you know, I think what kind of directly coincides with that is the fact that they don't have that tremendous amount of talent that they once did. And these guys, though, and when what when comes with talent, also comes uh, intelligence and, 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 and um, you know, discipline and doing the right things. And I think that also is playing into the, 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 the hands of Alabama not having a, a really great disciplined team this year.
2: I think a lot of that has to do with football IQ. I think that's where they're lacking a little bit because yep. they're younger than Nick Saban is traditionally Carried it at some key spots, and I think that that sometimes comes back to, back yes, to bite them. Yes, sir. He's Herb Tyler. I'm Christian Garrick. We're, it's the Gulf Coast Bank and Trust Tiger Tailgating Show. We're live at Drago's Seafood Restaurant in Baton Rouge. Yep. I-10 in college is where you can find us. Come on out. we got eight big old screen TVs in the, in the bar area here at Drago's. Come get you some charbroiled oysters, home of the charbroiled oyster in yep. uh, Drago's. And come on in and hang out here and head on over to Death Valley for a top ten showdown between LSU and Alabama. This is the Gulf Coast Bank and Trust Tiger Tailgating Show here on WWL. All right, back here on the Gulf Coast Bank and Trust Tiger Tailgating Show. Herb Tyler, Christian Garrick. We are live at Drago's Seafood Restaurant in Baton Rouge. I-10 and college is where you can find us. Getting a set for LSU and Alabama in Death Valley at 6 o'clock tonight. Mike Dettelier joining us now, NFL and college football analyst. And uh, brought to you by Thibodeau Regional Sports Medicine Medical Center. Excuse me. Mike LSU, 10th ranked in the country, Alabama, 6th in the country, according to the College Football Playoff Selection Committee. Nobody would have forecasted this top ten matchup in September or late August.
4: No, nobody would have suggested this in March or April either. I mean, you know, it's uh, it, it, you know, just the transformation of LSU. Uh, and you really see what Brian Kelly has done to be able to blend uh, the, the transfer portal people he brought in, the people he inherited from uh, Coach on his staff, and, and getting just premier play. Um, you talk about from freshmen, uh, you know, when you got your two starting tackles that are freshmen, um, Mason Taylor, you starting tight end, a freshman. Uh, you know, you just look at that across the board. That, that's really – saying something for this coaching staff and and how they've been able to just kind of blend everything together. And it's when you take over a squad, it's never, you know, simple. It's it's difficult. And, uh, I left out Harold Perkins. I shouldn't have, because, uh, Harold's pretty good (laughs) on the defensive side, the football, but, you know, it's really remarkable to see how well, and they bought into it. But bottom line is, uh, it, it has been the development of Jaden Daniels at quarterback. You, you're not here today without Daniels. You're not in this position without his development over the past, you know, three to four weeks, and, and we've seen it. And, and what that can do to elevate your football team, uh, it really is something to see. And, but now, you know, you're going up against most likely the top two picks in the 2023 draft and Bryce Young at quarterback, and Will Anderson coming off the edge at outside linebacker. How well your freshman tackles can handle Will, because they're going to move him around. that That's what mm-hmm. they do. They go left and right and say, hey, which one of you guys uh, not going to be able to block me? One of you two. So you're going to have to give him some help, uh, either with a tight end or with a back, with a chip, uh, and sort of help out and give Jaden an opportunity. I think the other big key in this game is, not letting Alabama jump on you like a bad cat, you know, early in the game. Uh, we've seen these blowout games with LSU-Alabama. Alabama's jumped on them, and, you know, it, you can't get it off. You know, it's, you know, it takes you out of your game plan. To be able to slow down Bryce Young and Jameer Gibbs, uh, I think, is the big key. Most people would have a difficult time telling you the names of the wide receivers at Alabama. Guys, when's the last mm-hmm. time that's happened? We've seen a series of first-round pick receivers come out of Alabama, one after the other after the other. Most people got a difficult time telling you. Now, they might know who Jermaine Burton is because Burton was a longtime LSU commit. Um, on signing day, he changed his mind, went to Georgia, mm-hmm. saw some playing time there, won a national championship. Then he decided, hey, uh, I'm going to make me a business decision. I'm going to Alabama. I saw those guys headed to the NFL. And uh, so you know a little bit about him, but that, to me, jumps out that they don't have that one guy. And at one time, they had two and three that would scare the bejesus out of you uh, outside on the edge. And it was a series of them um, from Jerry Judy to Devontae Smith to Henry Ruggs. You can kind of go on and on. Uh, They played big when the moment was big, and I do give Alabama credit. Uh, When they played LSU in Alabama over the last, say, 10 years, it's been a business trip, and they've come back home successful. Uh, They have not let Tiger Stadium uh, intimidate them, you know, but it has been because they have jumped on LSU early. And the other thing, which uh, I, I thought about this during the week, and I tweeted about it and put up on a Facebook site. Over the last 10 years, this game has featured 165 draftable players. 165 over 10 years have played in this game. It is the top college rivalry game on a yearly basis. Here's the crazy part. 43 of them have went in round one. <laughs> oh, man, you have seen some talent out there. And you're going to see it again today with some tremendous talent, young and a little bit of a blend of guys that have been there a little while and some guys not. So um, um, it's interesting, but I I think certainly defensively you cannot let Alabama jump on you with early leads, and Jaden Daniels has to play big. Uh, he, He is the guy. He's the key guy here in this offense for LSU, and you can see it.
3: So, Mike, let me ask you a question, man. Christian and I were talking about this a little bit earlier, but, you know, one of Alabama's biggest faults right now or the weakest link right now is the fact that they're truly an undisciplined team in so many penalties. How can Alabama stop that, or how can LSU, um, um, I guess, capitalize on that? And then on LSU's, one of LSU's most you know, prominent weaknesses is their special teams. How can they get better today on special teams so that they can win this game today against Alabama?
4: Oh, I do a weekly TV show with rich Marty and, and rich was a pro bowl player as a special teams guy. And he says, you got to want to do it. You got to convince freshmen and sophomore who have never played on special teams. Most likely in their careers, never played on that, that, Hey, this is your way to get into the lineup and convince them of it, and have a role for them. And it's about practicing, but Rich always says, hey, it's a mindset that I want to do it, and I'm going to be comfortable doing this. This is my job. For, I think, some guys, they look at it as a part-time job. Yeah, Mm -hmm. I'm going to play a little bit on special teams, but, man, I want to be a receiver. Uh, I want to be a linebacker. I want to play safety you got to take it as that's your job, and that's your full-time job, not a part-time stuff. And I think Rich is absolutely right about that, and he played it for a long time in the NFL. Uh, And like he said, he didn't really play special teams much in college, really didn't. But to play in the NFL, you had to. And I think today, Herb, a lot of it is convincing players that, this is your full-time job. you you got you to gotta be a star player on special teams, and it's about practicing it. But it's also about mindset. With Alabama, that's unusual. Very unusual for them to commit these penalties and turnovers. That, that's even worse. Uh, I can't remember over the last 10 years to see an Alabama team turn the ball over and commit these amount of turno- uh, penalties. On a Nick Saban coach team, that's out of the ordinary. It really has. Mike, they're 130 and, out of 131 teams
2: in FBS in penalties.
4: 130 the 11th out of 131. The, the 11th in the SEC in giveaway-takeaway ratio. Hmm. Think of that. This is Alabama. 11. Right. So uh, so that's being an undisciplined team. um <laughs> And you know what? A lot of times you recruit top players and they sort of want to freelance a little bit and you can't. Yeah, you know, Okay. And you just can't do it. A lot of it is offsides lining up, uh, you know, yeah. off, off the ball, wrong, jumping off sides, uh, letting the clock run out on plays. Come on. We haven't seen that from Alabama. That, 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 we've seen that from LSU. So we haven't yeah. seen much of that in Alabama. And to see it now is staggering that they are, have been this bad penalty-wise and on that giveaway-takeaway, which means they haven't been able to take the football away either. Um, I think if you put Nick on the lie detective machine, I think he would say it. This is the most disappointing Alabama team he's ever coached. Because he's got some talent here. He really does. But they have not played close to that talent level. And they've been hung around in games. You had A&M with a shot late in the game to kind of steal a game away from them. Uh, You got beat by Tennessee. But you're going to be in a long line for that. Uh, (laughs) Tennessee's going to beat a lot of teams. But, you know, it's just not the dominance that we're used to seeing And I think what was expected from this team, when you bring back the best quarterback in the country, the best defensive player in the country, you got a Jameer Gibbs, who is a Christian McCaffrey, Alvin Kamara type player. They they had a lot of name image likeness working it, and they brought in a lot of folks. And while they've won, it hasn't been the dominance. And I think that's the thing that gets to Nick, that we're not dominant because we self-inflicting our own wounds by turning the football over, of penalties, not getting turnovers, and keeping teams in games. And it gives LSU better than a a punch a shot here today because Mm -hmm. if that continues, I'm telling you, LSU's got a shot here but they cannot let Alabama jump on them early. That has Mike, been the death nail for them.
2: Mike, Alabama, I mean, excuse me, Texas A&M is getting ready to fall to 3-6. and six. They're losing to Florida right now, 41-24, less than a minute and a half remaining in that ball game.
4: Is Jimbo in trouble? No, because of that contract. Yeah. Uh, I know they got a lot of rich folks in Texas, uh, but, man, <laughs> to eat that 90-something million dollars. Hey, Herb. You and I, we would take that to leave, right? Uh, that's, that's and Most right. people, man, you're talking, that's an unbelievable amount of money. And he got him by the teriyaki. So he's going to have to make a lot of changes on that coaching staff. They are not a well-coached football team. And so I think he does get another year out of this. But today, the score is no indication of how dominant Florida was against him. And Anthony Richardson looked good today. And sometimes he looks like a top five pick in the draft at quarterback, and other times he looks like he's undraftable. But today, man, he looked good. I mean, um, he was the star of manning. I mean, I never saw 1,200 kids move up uh, in stands to watch him throw a ball. It was remarkable. But then there's other times you wonder a little bit about it. But a and I think the big thing with me is I knew they maybe struggled a little bit on offense is, um, you know, they've given up all these points on defense and big plays. And that's where really Jimbo focused a lot of his recruiting in front seven and in the secondary. And, man, it hasn't worked out. You could see a team playing with zero confidence, zero. They got talent. I don't think anybody can deny that. They got talent. Uh, But, man, it's not working there. But I think because of the contract, Jimbo gets another year, but massive changes in the coaching staff. And I don't like to see that either because I do think there is a transitional part. And when you bring in, new pieces coaching wise and players got it in their minds now, man, that coach might not be here. Mm -hmm.
2: This will be their fifth straight loss for the Aggies five straight. Yep. Hard to imagine. Who you got today between Tennessee and Georgia, Mike?
4: And it's hard for me to go against Tennessee, but uh, you know what? Georgia, I think, wins this in a shootout game. Um, you know, we always talk about bend, don't break defense. Uh, Georgia's break, but don't bend. Hey, they right. I've never seen a team in college football. Man, they, they help for leather on every play. Uh, they, they go for it. They, they take a lot of chances. They got great athletes on defense. And despite losing everything they did to the NFL uh last year and for the twenty twenty two draft, man, it's to watch that defense. And, and again, it's not been but it's not a bend and break defense. It's a break and bend. I mean they break, <laughs> don't break you don't break they break, <laughs> don't break you and then they bend you over, so to speak. And they spank you. Um, but I, I do think Tennessee can make some points. In this game, I'm a big believer in Hendon Hooker. I think the world of him as a player, and I think they'll be able to move the football. What I wanna see is how well Tennessee's defense holds up against Georgia's offense. Because they got some big dudes up front, and they move you around. And I've never seen a college team with three better tight ends than what Georgia has. I've I've not seen in my 30-something years A team with three tight ends that good. They can do a lot of things. So I like Georgia in a close game over Tennessee. Mike,
2: go ahead. No, I'm I'm good. good. Mike, how about Tulane? They moved 8-1, 27-13 win over Tulsa.
4: (laughs) Yeah, they just rolled it, man, in the running game. Uh, You know, great to see the the running game going. They got like a three-headed monster at running back. It remind me a little bit, guys, of what I saw at UL with Billy. When Billy was there, he always had three running backs that could run the football, and, and they were all interchangeable. And if they had no uh, number on the jersey, you couldn't tell the difference between any of them. And that's what you see with Tulane. Spears had a great day today. Najee Spears running the football. Their defense again hung in there. Now they've been but don't break. Uh, they have been but don't break defense, and they got pressure on Tulsa late in the game to seal the deal. And boy, does it set it up for next weekend. Set it up for next weekend against Central Florida. LSU, Alabama, what you got? I like Alabama in a close game. I I think Mm. it's real close. But um, uh, I I think somehow, some way, Bryce makes a play maybe late to win it for you. But I think LSU's got a shot here. I really do. And I didn't feel that way. For some years, I really did. Uh, I knew Alabama <clears throat> was the better team, and I knew what they had who's on the sidelines. But today, um, I think it stays close. But man, Bryce, you give him the ball with that tick, tick, tick on the clock, he finds a way to do it. You know, he just finds a way to do it. So I think LSU hangs with Alabama, but. I think at the end, Alabama wins in a close one. So I hope NFL, I'm
2: NFL and college football analyst Mike D'Antuono, thank you, Mike. Thank you, guys. Y'all take care. All, All right, Mike. it's the Gulf Coast Bank and Trust Tiger Tailgating Show live from Drago's Seafood Restaurant in Baton Rouge. I attend college. Come on out and hang out. We're going to speak to Tommy Satanovich here shortly. This is the Gulf Coast Bank and Trust Tiger Tailgating Show here on WWL. You know, Herb, the guy sitting across from us needs no introduction, but it's Tommy Satanovich at Drago's. That's right. Uh, We're at Drago's in Baton Rouge, Drago's Seafood Restaurant in Baton Rouge. I-10 in college is where you can find us. Our Constitution is the actual physical address. Mm -hmm. Tommy, thanks for having us once again. It's a big, big matchup, top-10 showdown between LSU and Alabama. This is going to be fun.
0: It's going to be fun. I can't wait, and, you know, I'm kind of glad it rained a little bit because maybe that will equal, you know, kind of slow, slow, them, little, down yeah, slow, the, slow yeah. them down. Level and the field of, off a little yeah, bit. Yeah, and, and make those 14 points look a whole lot better. That's right. You know, if you're taking points, and, uh, yeah. and, and uh, you never know. When, when you have a little bit of mud and a little bit of water and a little bit of slipping and sliding and wet jerseys and, you know, somebody's going to slip through, and uh, it just could be our day.
2: To play off a Seinfeld reference. That's right.
0: You know, Plus, Ellen, they're not as good as they say they are, too. They're not. They're not.
2: His, Their mutters were mutters. It's a Seinfeld reference when it's all about horse racing. His mutter's a mutter. That's I mean, right. About sloppy conditions. Anyway. That's right. Um, so I, I wanted to ask you this. How did you come up with the, the char grilled oyster? Like, what, what, were you just sitting around one day and I just going to have an experience? It
0: just proves that a blind squirrel can find a nut. You <laughs> know, right. I, was, I was just thinking. I was wonder what would happen if you know we did a redfish dish where we left the skin and scales kind of redfish on half shell. Yeah. We cooked that and. Um, I said, I wonder what would happen if I took an oyster, because the skin and scales and the oyster shell, maybe they do the same thing, because that fish is really, really juicy if it's cooked properly. Mm-hmm. And uh, today, we use that same exact sauce on the oysters that we used on the redfish years ago. And it was just one, the only thing we do different is we add Parmesan Romano cheese to it. So and, uh, do you it, do the redfish the
3: same way? Well, first today? off,
0: we, we don't get as much redfish. Redfish gotcha. is more of a, it's a game fish, so you can only use uh, farm-raised redfish now. Gotcha. But uh, but we do that once in a while as a special. Okay. Uh, it depends on when you get it. And uh, drumfish, you can kind of do it a little bit with redfish, you can definitely do. Uh, so no, we don't do it as often, but we can. Okay. And uh, but that's a great fish dish, uh, you know, because those that skin and scales, it acts, it holds all the natural juices and uh, and bastings in the fish, and just makes it so flippin' juicy, and then you get that smoke flavor, and huh. Sounds
2: delicious. When you did it, was it like hey? Did you, was there a bunch of people with you? Or you know, or did you have to call people <laughs> like well, you got to come <laughs> taste this? It, it was. It's. It, st- it, it was. You
0: know. No. It, the great was just a few, say it Was
3: me, myself, and I. <laughs>
0: <It> was, <laughs> all that matters, right? But it wasn't a lot. And then you know, for the, for the longest time too, when somebody would come in and say, "I'll take some of those char grilled oysters," and then they'll say, "Then we we order them." And now now my dad or whoever would have to open the oysters, mm-hmm. open a dozen. Then you take it in the kitchen and then you. You know, put put it on the grill, and yeah. then you smoke up the whole kitchen when you do it, and huh. um, and then the grill ends up getting too full. You got to find another grill. Then you got to put another grill in the front. Then you got to <laughs> add the air conditioning and the hoods. Good problem to have, though. And um, it, but it, it's uh, it was definitely a learning process on how to do it and how to mass produce it. It's not easy. Uh, you know, just the amount of employees it takes to open the oysters that we go through in all of our restaurants uh you know we're, we're we're probably between all six of our restaurants now you know well over five million oysters a year wow total that's a lot, that's a lot of oysters wow and uh and our sauce that we put on the sauce we buy in tractor trailer loads now mm-hmm. and uh it, it's uh you know i'm, I'm just you know like I've, read, I've just got a great staff that make it happen and make sure that they always go out the same way and Uh, that they taste the same and that they look the same. Lately, uh, we've struggled a little bit with oysters, Uh, they've got the quality, you know, they've, they've been really, really small, Mm -hmm. uh, Texas opened last week. So that's going to kind of backfill Louisiana right now because, you know, certain times of the year, Texas has got excellent oysters Mm -hmm. and, uh, and and so you're getting decent product out of Texas. You've got some other areas that are starting to open up here where you're getting the, uh, the good mixture of the salt and fresh water. So they're, they're really tasty. The oysters that we're serving raw on the bar right now, they're killer. Eat oysters, love longer. Be careful, ladies. That's right. (laughs) What's your favorite dish here at Dragoo's? Oh, wow. Okay, obviously oyster, the charbroiled oysters, that's our most popular. Probably my favorite dish. I've got two of them now. Okay. Uh, One is going to be the Florida leaf shrimp. It's a fried shrimp with a roasted red pepper aioli with peanuts and peppers in it. That's... I love it. Okay. And don't put it on French bread. Just eat it just the way it is. That's right. And then uh, my other one might be the new dish that you guys sampled the other day, uh, you know, the Bayou Rolls, which is uh, pretty darn good. You know, those yeah, two sauces. You know, you put those two sauces on just about anything, that's and it's right. good. You that's know, right. I can take peanut butter and jelly sandwich and dip it through that sauce, and it's going to be good, much less, a you know, a Bayou Roll, which got the pork and, uh, uh, you know, the crawfish and yeah. kale and delicious. all that stuff, and the carrots. It's really good. Tommy...
2: So, I'm sorry, the, the latest, I think, the charbroiling party pack to go. Yes. Pretty cool, right? Yeah, yeah.
0: and that's we, we're selling that in all of our restaurants now. And uh, you get five dozen oysters. You, you, you go into the restaurant, you pick them up, you get the oysters, You get and they're already on the half shell, they're already open, ready to go. You get the butter garlic sauce, you get the cheese, you get the bread to go with it. The only thing you need is a grill, a pair of tongs to move the oysters around, and an appetite. That's right, and it's easy. if you go into the game t- today, it's and perfect. Yeah, and, and you can take a game. You can have a bridal shower at your house mm-hmm. and cook oysters. If you just want to, you know, you and your wife, you want to cook oysters one night and maybe do a steak and oysters, and you know, grill your steak on the uh, on your grill, and then yeah. you know, do a few oysters, and, and and what a great dinner at home. It's not hard. It's easy. Right. It's easy.
2: Yeah, I mean that's that's awfully tempting, and it, and it's I love the versatility of it. Yeah, it, it's not just football. It, Anywhere, any kind Anything. of party, yeah.
0: or if it's just Wednesday night yes, and you want to stay it's home it. and watch
2: TV and that's eat right. oysters,
0: and we, we love we love going out to eat, but we also like to eat in. Uh, so it's, it's perfect. Nothing, nothing wrong with staying home and enjoying family and company and.
3: Uh, now, do you guys have? Uh, are y'all in partnership with like DoorDash and Uber Eats and? those Right kind of guys? now,
0: we're not very limited um, in okay. Lafayette. Uh, you know that industry is changing. That industry is really, um, they've got to make money. Mm-hmm. And with food costs being as high as it is and yep. the cost of goods being as high as it is, you know, the, I, I, most a lot of restaurants just can't give away their profits for the delivery just to move the volume. Gotcha. Uh, so that's uh, all, although th- there, there's a deal that's in the works right now, we're, we're actively looking at uh, one of the uh, delivery services. Uh, that you'll be able to completely order everything online. Mm-hmm. And uh, we're looking at it. We're trying to see if that's going to uh, work. It looks, it appears to be a little bit better where we end up sharing part of the uh, delivery cost. Because mm-hmm. uh, <coughs> uh, what I don't want happening, I don't want Drago's to have one set of prices here. That's right. And then when you on on the get phone, it to your yeah. house, it's like, Oh wait, it's eighteen dollars more. What happened here? I want it. You know, <clears throat> I want it to be the same price, and uh, that's what, that's kind of. I'm very smart. I'm kind of stuck on that. Yep.
2: Yeah, and, that and sticks it sticks with your message of consistency. You know, and, and yeah, you talk about that right. all the time.
0: And, and, uh, uh, but you know, a lot of these delivery services, uh, quite honestly, are a ripoff, and a lot of these delivery services are really good. Uh, but you just got to find what works for you know yeah. the restaurant and for the customer. For t- and, Tommy, as always,
2: oh. man, we love coming here, and again, the staff, you guys are amazing. They take such great, good, uh, great care of yeah, us. Yeah, yeah, We love seeing uh, some LSU fans in the house. I got to tell you, we've got Alabama fans that are standing in uh-huh. the That's
3: right. And,
0: and, and they've actually been pretty nice. You know, it's, it's like I almost feel bad if we whoop their butts today. You know, I
2: feel bad. <laughs> I, don't feel bad. Not, not not I
3: want, g-
0: I want gump tears. I want <laughs> as many
3: gump tears. I'm not as I worried can get about today. that part. I'm just the, the, part about the if we. No, we will. We, we will. Okay. I stand <laughs> corrected. Again, That's right. Thank you all very Thank much for coming. Tommy. It's always a pleasure. Awesome. All right. Yes, sir. It's the
2: Gulf Coast Bank and Trust Tiger Tailgating Show here on WWL, Herbert. Christian, back here on the Gulf Coast Bank and Trust Tiger Tailgating Show for our home during LSU pre games, Drago's Seafood Restaurant in Baton Rouge. Herb, uh, yep. what, what, what did you just order for us? What are we, what are we getting here?
3: Uh, it's the Drago's Bayou uh, Rose. Okay, so it's basically I uh, think pork, shrimp, um, and crab meat with uh, like on a, like a, a it's spring like an egg roll, spring egg roll type roll, yeah. of deal, but it's 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 not a, a traditional. Like, I guess, wrap, if you will. I don't okay. know what it is, but it's very soft, flaky. It's delicious. We it's had wonderful. some last time. Oh, oh, man, they're, all, it's great. they're outstanding. I love it. They got two different
2: it's spices, two uh, different sauces that yep. they, they sprinkle over them. Yep. Uh, can't wait till those hit the table. Good good job looking out there. You got it. Herb, uh, Georgia and Tennessee, another big matchup this afternoon. That's right. Um, on the road in Athens. And man, I, I don't know about you. Mike likes Georgia, and I get it. Their defense is, is something else. I just think that offense. Uh, led by Hendon Hooker for Tennessee, it just they just make you cover so much field. It makes it really stresses the defense, and I think breaks makes defenses break their rules. So
3: I think that Georgia is an easy pick, right? Yeah, it's a traditional. Sure. Yeah, this is the guy they've been doing. Tennessee's this, not whatever. arrived yet. Nope. So it's easy to say, yeah, I think Georgia's this, but the eyeball test tells me that Tennessee looks like they have the better team. They have one of the best teams in the country.
2: And I think you've always went by
3: offenses today in college football is how you win. That's right.
1: This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget.